Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're having a Project One recap. It is finally over. Before we dive into that, though, let's talk about Priced.com. Priced is a powerful online web application that simplifies the acquisition process for real estate direct mail marketing campaigns. Price provides research tools and enables you to identify the locations to mail, price your data, Analyze over 1 million comps, pull owner records, scrub your data to produce a ready-to-mail campaign list. So head on over to price.com forward slash casual Fridays REI to start your seven-day free trial and get a discounted prices today. That's P-R-Y-C-D dot com forward slash casual Fridays REI. Happy Monday. Hey, happy Monday. Man, it's so you had the price commercial there, and one of the email blasts that came out said they had five cent records going on right now. Yeah, I saw that. Wasn't that uh so end of December? And the yeah, that's a Pretty good sell. Yeah. <laughs> Comparatively for a lot for, for what most people pay for their data, that's that's a huge sell. And then we had Debs throwing in another sell out there this week as well. And it's not as good as the one that we did right before Thanksgiving, but it's still another opportunity to save money. So yeah. right now Deb is rocket print for everyone that's yeah, not, don't know. Um, yep. Sorry, rocket print and mail. I, I do apologize about that. <laughs> but it's that's unreal that the data and the mail side, your acquisition side, you could be kicked off moving into the new year. Cheaper than you normally would. Mm-hmm. With two awesome companies. Two awesome companies. I like that. So how does it feel that Project One is done? I mean, it feels good. <laughs> I'm in such a brain fog this week, but it's... Uh, Here we go. I'm, brain fog again. I'm uh, non-COVID related. But. Two weeks. See, our, our listeners are going to start to realize two weeks ago it was COVID brain. Now it's brain fog. I think you're just foggy, buddy. I think no. it's the rocking chair. No, 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 no. Anyone who's ever been addicted to caffeine and gave up cold turkey will know the head fog I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't you don't know. really do caffeine, though, yeah, so it would be hard for you to it's understand. My, but it's like, not, it's not my jam. I've been on a mass, like a a lot, a lot. I've taken a lot of caffeine uh-huh. for like the last 10 years, and I just woke up Monday, and it's like, I'm done. Uh-huh. And that was a big mistake. <laughs> and it's, fr- it's Friday now, so it's uh-huh. been five days, but like dry heaving, cold sweats, headaches, brain fog, like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Like I almost feel like you're messing with me, but I know you're not because I've been with you through the process. I had to pull you into the shower and give you a, no, a no, sponge no, bath no, 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 to no, make no, sure no, you no, didn't no. didn't pass out on me. Yeah, like I'm sweating right now as we're talking. Yeah? We need, to go, we need to go get some caffeine. Let's go hit the dealer. <laughs> I, I do feel like, man, I just want to go let's, grab. I don't know. Let's what. go to see a niece. We'll go get us a bang. <laughs> just, it's, almost, it's too late now because going five days without it, at this point, if I drank one, I'd probably be up all night. Yeah. But. Tomorrow, though, is a new day. Tomorrow may be happening because I don't really have a reason why like, I gave it up. And so I'm thinking, why not? You know, I went, I went five <laughs> full days. Yeah. Well, one thing that we are giving up, which is, is pretty cool, the people that came to the Live One event or the, the Project One event, you like that transition? <laughs> was that a transition you or like just a, a segue? No, I think that was a. Oh, you're talking. Well, uh, I thought you were talking about the correction from Live One to Project One. No, no, I was talking about that. I was talking uh, about going uh, from uh, oh. caffeine to. Giving this. up? Oh, because you're giving, giving away. You're giving away. Giving up. I mean, you're giving up profit. Uh, I guess so. For those. And we we wrote, our hands are tired. Our checks are flown, getting ready to fly out the door. And a total of 
$18,801 is going back to the group that was there that day. Yeah. 35-ish people. 35-ish, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, someone made the comment that they've never been to a live event that paid them back. So yeah, that's, that's a that's a true statement. I have not been to a live event that they wrote me a check later on in the year. Yeah, almost exactly, or getting pretty close to a year. Well, it's February 29th, so we're not sure. I was going to say March 1st, but yeah, it was it 29th. It was, it was a leap yeah. year. Yeah, so two months-ish, two and a half months-ish. Yeah, know. and it, man, going back through all this and looking at the deals and what we did and how we had to do that, I mean, it's just unreal to me. We sent out 54,000 pieces of mail. We had 220-something people say yes or gave us a counteroffer that was somewhat workable. We put 19 in title, and only four made it through during the the, the, global, the global crisis that we're in known as Kung Flu or COVID-19. Yeah. Those four were very are very high profitability. They had very high profit. Yeah. Sure would have been nice to for all 19, but I can say of the 19, even if it wasn't COVID times— I think they all had some kind of title issue. No, not uh, some of them. They just couldn't get done. Like we had in Mississippi, we had a guy that just wasn't going to do anything. The, the lady was like, "I'm not touching them. We're not doing that." But there were a lot of curative work that was going to need to be done through this stuff. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah we mean, had yeah. we had clean title on some that had mobile homes on it that the second niece lived in, and the person that actually held title of the property didn't want to tell them to move. We, it was going to be our job to do it, and so you have. You have things that varied in that. We had people come back and say they owned property that they didn't own or their family owned it and they didn't own it after we'd bought it and sold it. And Interesting. It was quite a, yeah, interesting is the word. <laughs> okay. It was, I mean, it was, it was fun. It's a good learning experience. And I think that everyone would agree that like to do what we did publicly, it was a big deal. Yeah. I don't know of other people in the industry who share the deals they're doing if they're doing, doing deals. No, I can't think of anybody that put it out there at that scale. You know, maybe they talk about something after the fact, but not to walk through the entire process as it's going through. And I think that's a, a huge testament to this because so often we hear the guru say that this is a slap machine. Just stick your hand out and money's going to come. When that's not the case, there is a, I don't want to say a little bit of luck, but there is some opportunity and you have to have it all line up at the same time. Well, especially after the bigger deals that we were going for. Like, I'm still a believer that in the smaller deals, there's different opportunity. When you say smaller deal, what do you mean? Uh, smaller va- market value-wise, like 5000 market value, 8000 Okay, so you're saying a t- $10,000 market value property. Yeah, there's different, like you got to mail different amounts. You got, because the people who own land that's worth under ten grand can can't just call a realtor to sell it for them. Yeah. So they don't have the opportunity to get rid of it. That's my opinion. Yeah. On the land deals that we went after, like the Bass Boat property, well, they have opportunities. Like mm-hmm. if they want to sell it, they can just call a local realtor. And so we're having to look for a better opportunity. Do we have to have that little bit of luck? Mm-hmm. Someone who may have a title issue that we can clean up. Yeah. No, I, I agree. That's there, there's money made in solving the problems. And so total revenue drawn back from the project one properties was just shy of $400,000 off four properties. Yeah. A hundred dollars shy. Yep. And a hundred dollars. <laughs> yep. That's in, to me, the cool part is we paid $151,000 with closing cost, and it generated $400,000. But that's not necessarily true because we used other people's money. So to do this, to generate the four hundred grand, i am going to call it four hundred grand because that's the number it's at, shy $100 asterisk, it only really cost us just sub thirty three grand for interest, for the data, for the mail, for the LLCs, for the phone calls, everything all included. That's what it cost us. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the interest was a very small part of that. Mm -hmm. The majority of the money was in the mail. Yeah, print and the data in the phone. Phone, yeah. Pat live bills were pretty big for three months. What was it? Yep. Was this it is three months? and a half, four months. Yeah, yeah, over over a grand mm-hmm. each month, closer to like twelve or thirteen. We hit two, I think, one month. I don't remember that. Okay, that was a year ago. <laughs> yeah, and I got a brain fog. <laughs> but yeah, it was nothing that couldn't be replicated over and over again. Yeah. You just have to be willing to put up that money. Mm-hmm. You know, that thirty. What number did you say? Thirty five thousand dollars. Thirty three. Thirty three. Like, yeah. If you know how to buy land, you know how to pick counties, you know how to price them you know how to do everything that we do there's no reason why if you just don't have the guts to do it like somebody yeah. somebody else actually did it along with us yeah another person did the exact same thing we did they sent out mid thirty thousand pieces of mail and i think that they're looking at when we had talked last they're looking at three hundred thousand in profit and it's probably going to come down with curative work and things like that but that was the potential profit for them so which really isn't too far off from what we did no i i think our biggest issue was we sent the mail and COVID hit as the mail hit. Like, I think our mail might have carried COVID. I'm, I'm not saying that for <laughs> sure, but it could have, is what it felt like. I definitely am not going to say that. <laughs> I'm, we're not responsible for this. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, yeah, you can't. But that is just the business, right? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's a global pandemic or not. There could always be some kind of issue that comes up. Yeah, you still got to eat, so you still got to work. Yeah, and if you've been in business any amount of time, right, you'll know that, there's so much things that can happen. And so it's just like, put your head down, keep going and make things happen. Like, yeah, we did an interview earlier and the guy was like, started saying something that were like, almost like excuses. He's like, you know what? None of that's y'all's concern. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's very much like a, like a solid business thing to say is right. Mm-hmm. You know, take the, take the blame off everything else. Right. It, it was like, it's, it's on you. So like, if you don't prosper in what you're doing, like we could have blamed COVID on everything. Mm-hmm. You could have said, well, there's COVID. I can't answer the phone. I can't call these people back. Right? Yeah. And then it would have been over. Mm-hmm. But you didn't. Put mm-hmm. your head down. You took it. Yeah. And that's that, you know, we saw almost every kind of deal possibility that needed curative work pop up that you could possibly see. Deaths on deeds, trust, families that thought they just owned the minerals but actually owned the property. So then you had to get probates. You had, you know, find lost heirs, things of, you know, anything you could think of we had to deal with abstractors that couldn't get into abstract offices long just horribly long closings how many errors were on that one deal that we couldn't get through because of six six all of them had signed what they thought was their rights over but when the abstract that we built ran showed they actually owned another 16th that they didn't sign over and four of them we could not know four of them we could not get to sign again but just talking with someone about some of these properties too and like these were all really pretty mm-hmm. properties just forgotten about by the family. Just out there. These were ones that were wrap up in a trust and keep yeah. type of deals. Yeah. We had two 100-acre parcels. Mm-hmm. One of them, like it'll probably be that one, you know, just because of the drone photo on it. Okay. You know, I, you went and saw that one in person. I didn't see it except for the drone, but mm-hmm. that one's just such a pretty property. It was like. Yeah, you right in the corner there, there was actually a well on the property. You, you build your forever custom home there, and you've got 100 acres to do whatever you want. Yeah. There was a well... There's electricity. It's on the corner to had county rural, road. But, but also it, had rural yeah, water, that, too. That's where I was going, yeah. But it also had rural county water. So, mm-hmm. like, and this is 100 acres all in at 63 grand. Yeah, 60, yeah, 63 grand with closing cost. And that was, you know, as you drove down the road. So, the road went from, like, an asphalt road to kind of a mix of dirt asphalt going out there to it. Ours was on a dirt asphalt. But right before it got to that, there was two custom-built, you know, 4,500-square-foot homes mm-hmm. on that street that were just beautiful. It's like, oh, wow. 
this this is a place you actually go and live. So it's definitely definitely interesting some of the stuff that we got back and we got. I think one of my favorite I think one of my favorite memories from all of this together will be the picture I took of you in front of the pond at Haskell mm. in the treat area. I think it's just a cool picture. You're sitting out there looking out, you know, at the water, and it's just it's ideal. It's it's the ideal property of what we look for. It's got a little bit of water. You can fish if you wanted to. You set your camper up next to it, or you set your thing. It just adds to the allure of the recreation property. Was that your favorite one property? Oh, that's a tough one. I liked things about all of them. I really did. Uh, Pontotoc I thought was pretty cool. I just saw a ton of potential in it because it was 40 acres and it had some grass, grassy like shooting lanes inside, but some trees. We ran up on a deer there. Um, Cole was, you know, it, they all had their own little allure. So I, I can't say I have a favorite one out of all of them. Hmm. I think Haskell would have been a very cool property to own. Had some rocks in it. It, it would have taken some, you would have had to clean up some spots for yourself in there. It was heavily wooded. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you couldn't barely walk through it yeah but it was had a huge pond on it mm-hmm. two of the properties had ponds on them yeah so the the fun like throughout all this when you look back and hindsight's always twenty twenty, and we ask ourselves, you know why do, why are you in business a to make money right and then it's oh i want some freedom i want this or i want that you know we all have our our whys but when we look back and say hey you spent thirty three thousand dollars and made 188 grand would you do that again yeah, of course. I, I say I don't know a person that would say, you know, that's not enough. You you, you made five, six times on your money. That's not enough. And when we started getting everything in, I was kind of upset. Like I I felt like I we missed the mark. We missed looked at everything. And then there are a couple of listeners, you know, that earned the Project One group when they got to see these numbers first. They did reach out and they were like, hey man, you, you y'all killed it. You know, you you were transparent. You did it in a global pandemic. You faced all kinds of hurdles that you know people normally don't see or they just they mark off and they just keep moving and you did it at a scale where you still made six times on your actual cash return nothing there's nothing wrong with yeah. that and I, i'm like yeah and i and i wanted to say but you know we should it and I, I can't say that i'm trying to get away from that statement because it was successful in its way you know it's like the listener that or the person that was in project one that said hey i've never been paid back letter you're they're exactly right they're that you don't get a check back from somebody like this and we you know, I hoped it would be more, of course, but at the same time, we still made a hundred eighty-eight grand off the off four properties and still have our other businesses going. So it's not like we sit here waiting for this and that's going to be hand to mouth for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one eighty-eight is after every possible fee because like that's closing the, realtors, yeah. attorney fees, building abstracts for properties we couldn't buy, title reports, paying people because of escrows that were opened and closed. I mean, that's everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it was probably fifty grand and. Jeez. If we looked at closing costs on both sides and expenses, I mean, it was a lot of people got paid off Project One. A lot of people made money. A lot of companies, a lot of services all made a little bit of money off of this. And that's what creates an economic boom. That's, you know, people going out and pumping money into the system to make more money. It creates a cyclical event, a affair or a cyclical. I just went blank on a word. Everyone's making money. Everybody's making money. Yeah. And it just money keeps turning. Yeah. And it's, the industry is very hot right now too, and it's why every title company out there is so Real far behind. Real estate—they got a little bit behind, and then people are sitting there going, "Hey, the market's hot. Let's sell." Rates are at an all-time low. Yeah, you're being generous, saying a little behind because yeah. they. Yeah, we've we've got properties that were 10, 12, 13 weeks, fifteen weeks to close, mm-hmm. and that's that's unsatisfactory to me. Yeah, this should not take that long to close property. And the last property was supposed to close in September, and we finally signed the paperwork like second week of December. Yeah, December third was the date. Yeah, and it was 
went under contract in August to close in the very beginning of September. Yep. That's the hard thing for me through all this is we, you see weaknesses in the process. You see weaknesses in the thing. And, and the big weakness in this was title. It wasn't getting the properties bought. It wasn't getting them sold. Like we found the properties. We got to them. Fixed the curative stuff we needed to fix, even though some of that took longer because the courts weren't open to fix it or they were heavily delayed because they were having to follow certain protocols. The tough part with these companies that their whole job is to insure properties that have been there since the creation of the earth. So it's not like we just made this property. It's brand. It's not brand new. And yet they still took an, an astronomical amount of time. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's project one. <laughs> wow. Okay. Today let's get this man some caffeine. If <laughs> no, 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 I'm just saying like, I think we've kind of said everything that we could say about it. Like you're yeah. dead on right there. And it was a good experience. It was a long experience, but it mm-hmm. was like things that are out of our control. Yeah. We did exactly what we teach. Mm-hmm. We proved that on four properties, you can make a net of 188. Yeah. Was that at 180? 188. 188. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 188. And all it cost us because we used uh, essentially a line of credit, mm-hmm. right? It was 33,000 bucks. Yep. So Do that all day, every day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what we do all day, every day, because that's what we teach and yeah. just did it in full transparency. Yeah. Cool. Got anything else? No, sir. All right. Well, that's Monday. You want to uh, check back with us on Wednesday because we've got a really uh, enlightening and pretty awesome interview with a guy from Land Intelligence. Mm-hmm. I think you're really going to like what he has to say. So check back in with that and... Don't forget about uh, our producer, Brian. Mm-hmm. Go help him out with their babies. They're coming. Mm-hmm. And then go help us out. As always, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, like, follow, subscribe, and then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. We love you. See you Wednesday. See you guys.